Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. December 1st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Welcome to a new month, a new month of hockey as well, and hopefully a better month of hockey for the Flyers. They'll get back at it tonight when they head to Madison Square Garden to take on the New York Rangers. 7 o'clock puck drop tonight at the Garden. The Rangers off to a very good start to this season. Matter of fact, 20 games played. They've only lost four games in regulation, a record of 13-4-3, 29 points. They're sitting in the third spot right now in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. They've won three straight. They're 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. Matter of fact, the next three of Flyer opponents are all 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. That'd be the Rangers tonight, Tampa on Sunday, and Colorado on Monday. Doesn't get much easier for the Flyers schedule-wise. Got to find a way. We'll hear from Chuck Fletcher in just a couple of minutes. He addressed the media. We'll play some snippets of that and have some thoughts as well. Flyers in their last 10, 2-6-2. They've lost six straight games, a record of 8-8-4 through 20 games, 20 points. Same amount of games played as the Rangers, nine points back of the Rangers in the standings. When you look at this matchup tonight, the Rangers have a couple of obviously key offensive guys. On the blue line as well, Adam Fox in 20 games this season, 21 points. The Norris winning trophy defenseman, four goals, 17 assists, 21 points. Artemi Panarin leads the way with the forwards, also with 21 points, five goals, and 16 assists. And Chris Kreider leads the Rangers in goals. How about 15 for Chris Kreider, the big power forward? Also, good goaltending. Igor Shesterkin has played 16 games for the New York Rangers and a record of 11-3-2 with a 2-2 two goals against average, and a gaudy 9.33 save percentage. Rangers, you know, when you look at all the numbers across the board, 15th in scoring, 8th in least amount of goals allowed. They look like a legit team. Goals against, 7th in the NHL. Power play, 12th in the NHL to the Flyers, 28th on the power play. Penalty kill, they're 19th. The Flyers are 11th in that regard as well. And it's a matchup tonight that no matter what the opponent for the Flyers, the next three opponents, all 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, that's not what matters. What matters is what they can control. And they have to go out and they have to put a really good effort on the ice. That should go without question. And then they have to go out and execute and do the things that winning hockey teams do. Now, Chuck Fletcher addressed the media today. I'm going to play about 10 minutes at the end of the episode, uh, some highlights of things that stuck out to me. If you want to hear the full-length availability of Chuck Fletcher, just go to PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, and you can check out the whole thing right there. But a few things popped out at me. First of all, in the very beginning of what you're about to hear, he goes through the injury updates. It looks like Kevin Hayes is a distinct possibility for the game tonight. He practiced yesterday. He practiced on the top power play unit. That's pretty indicative that he's likely to go in the game tonight. Ryan Ellis is still week to week, probably multiple weeks away. Also, Wade Allison uh, this weekend should be uh, back with the Phantoms and starting to play as well. So that's great news. Flyers could use a player like White, Wade Allison in their bottom six, and he may be the trigger that they could use on the power play. He's got a really good shot. He was deployed net front last year, uh, but he is a guy with a good shot. Maybe they can utilize that on the power play as well. And as you can imagine, the team's scoring struggles and power play were addressed with Chuck Fletcher as well. Basically, what he said is that you know good power plays have a really good shooter on the flank. And the Flyers are lacking that right now. So they got to find a way without that particular weapon when you lose a guy. He also did indicate that he thinks the power play struggles could be a personnel issue and cited the fact that it has struggled going all the way back to 2014. The answer may not be here, but he did allude to the fact that 
the immediate answer for this team to get better is going to have to be everybody being better from the coaching staff to the players, executing better, getting more from everyone. That's going to be the way out of this. He was asked about Elaine Vigneault and his confidence in the coaching staff and if there would be a coaching change. And he basically said that he hasn't had a chance to fully evaluate this team with all its parts, meaning Ryan Ellis and Kevin Hayes and those two being in the lineup together, Wade Allison perhaps a part of that as well. Derek Broussard out now too, not using injury as an excuse because injuries happen to all kinds of teams. The Colorado Avalanche were without Nathan McKinnon, one of the most dynamic players in the game. Uh, the Penguins were out without Crosby and Malkin for a stretch of time. Other teams suffer injuries. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Braden points out, Kucherov's out as well. So you have to find a way to still be able to win games, stick to your process, and and be good and give your team a chance because injuries are going to happen in a sport like hockey. And, you know, basically uh, you can't just trade for reinforcements every time a player gets injured. It just doesn't work like that. He also kind of indicated that some schematic things may change as well. I don't know if that's the two one two four check or if they're going to go to a one two two, but that they're having a hard time executing the system right now with the injuries and the roster that they have. So that'll be something that we'll kind of observe over time. We'll see what that looks like. But right now, uh, it's incumbent upon the players in that room to make sure that everybody puts more of their game onto the ice. And by doing that, Chuck Fletcher believes that'll take this team out of this tailspin and get them back level. Uh, He cited the first 10 games of the season that the team played pretty good hockey, uh, but it's really the last 10, maybe even a little bit more than that, where obviously the six-game losing streak where they really struggled and a lot of glaring deficiencies have reared their head. Ultimately, when a general manager speaks to the public as well, you're you're not going to get every true belief. You're not going to get it all. It stuff doesn't get aired publicly. I know people want to hear the GM throw a coach under the bus or rip M- Michelle Terrian for the power play or cite certain players and call them out. It's just not the way things work in pro sports, but it doesn't mean that the general manager doesn't notice those things. So just keep that in mind. So with that said, let's get to Chuck Fletcher. Here's uh, He had about a 25-minute availability. Again, you can hear the full availability on PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. But here's some highlights for you in about 10 minutes. First, give us uh, injury updates and, and when you expect, uh, like, Broussard and Hayes to play. Will they be uh, available for Wednesday? Uh, well, we're hopeful on Kevin. Uh, I haven't spoken to him. He's just he's still on the ice, so we'll see how he feels. He really wants to play. He's made uh, tremendous progress the last week. He told me yesterday this is the best best he's felt in over a year. Um, so it, it's um, real positive, and, and we're hopeful for tomorrow, but we'll see probably how he feels tomorrow morning. But not Derek? Uh, no, Derek, uh, Derek's got a bit of a hip issue. He um, skated for a bit today and felt some tweaking in his lower body. And so I think we got a little bit of time here after tomorrow. We don't play till Sunday. So, you know, hopefully it's – He's day-to-day and not week-to-week, but uh, he's not quite ready. Any specifics on Ellis? Like, I know you said week-to-week. Is it like three weeks, four weeks? Do you have any update on that? And also Wade Wade Ellis. Yeah, with Ellis, he's made uh, good progress. Um, uh, He's undergone some treatment uh, about a week ago uh, that requires him to kind of lay low for about a week. And and so he's going to resume his rehab. Uh, tomorrow he feels 
good. It feels like he's making progress. In terms of return to play, we'll see how the rehab, how he feels tomorrow in the next few days after rehab. And it's, we're still week to week. Um, I can't imagine he played next week, but you know, again, he's making progress and, and uh, you know, he's been battling this since that Washington game in preseason. Uh, Wade Allison, Wade uh, is skating, um, skating hard. And, and I think he's a possibility he'll play this weekend in Lehigh Valley, um, but we'll see. Again, it's a tough injury, made a lot of progress, skating hard, pushing it. And we'll just continue to see how, how his ankle responds. And Nate Thompson is undergoing surgery today uh, at the Stedman Clinic. Dr. Millette, um, will be he'll miss a, you know a significant amount of time. I'll wait to, till Jimmy speaks to the surgeon to see um, you know ex the exact prognosis. But you know clearly he'll be out a substantial amount of time. Chuck, you had this offseason you took a, an aggressive approach very clearly you know making it obvious you wanted to believe this team could win now i guess my question is is that does, will that aggressiveness extend to the in season in terms of of making changes whether it be trades personnel coaching whatnot i'd really like to see what we have before we um start making changes we we you know we i don't feel i've been able to, to see that to this point in time and, uh, but, you know, we're always looking, I'm talking to teams every day. If there's ways to make us better, uh, we'll look at it. But right now, if you just look at how we played the first 10 games versus the last 10 games, you know, clearly, you know, one segment was way better than the other. So we've shown the ability to, to play better than how we are right now. And that's the most important thing. We got to get back, got to get playing better. And, uh, you know, and then from there, we'll get a sense of what we really are and then we can make those decisions. I guess kind of following up on that, you mentioned you're kind of splitting it between the first 10 games and the last 10 games, but and you, you even admit this, even in the first 10 games, you know, the shots on goal, differentials, things like that, they weren't that great. You said you guys didn't have the puck enough. I guess, how concerned are you about the five-on-five -five process in particular in terms of getting out shot, getting out chance and whatnot? Yeah, there's, there's no question. It has to get better. It starts our, our transition game, uh, our entries. Our forecheck hasn't been as effective, particularly the last uh, 10 games. And uh, when we don't, when you don't have the puck, you end up defending too much. When you defend too much, you know, and you, you don't defend as well. And, uh, you know, so it's, it, it's, it, it's a process there. And, and uh, the coaches and the players are working on it. We're, you know, we're working on, um, you know, some, you know, some systemic things to, 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 to change things, how, you know, to change how we play a little bit changing the lines around, trying to find different chemistry. And, uh, you know, it, it, look, it's a process. But the, the first 10 to me was still quite a bit better than the last 10. There's no question. The last 10, things have slipped. We didn't have the puck nearly enough. Um, we didn't defend quite as well as a result, probably of having to defend all the time. But there's, there's certainly a, an ability to get better. And the first 10, I think we showed a lot of promising signs. Chuck, you, uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier about the power play power plays 28 this year, three for 40 in November 18th last year. I guess, what gives you confidence that Michelle Terry and the rest of the coaching staff have the answers to fix this power play? You know, it's it's interesting. We haven't had a good power play since 14-15. That's the last time. I think it's six years, seven years. We've had a couple 14th place finishes of 17th and 18th, the 24th. Um, we were 14th the first 10 games. We're 29th the last 10 games. Uh, 
power play since I've been here has been an everyday question. And uh, clearly going back to 14, 15, it's been an everyday question here. So, you know, it's, it's something, um, you know, personally, I think that way too much blame or, or even credit gets attached to the power play coach. I think it's, uh, there's certainly things we can do when I look at our power play right now, the biggest thing to me is, is just our entries. We're really having a hard time entering. I think in zone, you know, we need to shoot the puck more. There's certain things we need to do, but when you can't enter and successfully set up, you can't shoot the puck because you're not in there. So we're spending a lot of our power play going back, retrieving pucks and coming down. So the biggest thing to me that we have to fix right now, coaching's a part of it, but a lot of it's execution, mindset. Uh, we have to find a way to enter the zone more successfully. That's clearly something that's dropped off for me the last year or two. In zone, there's up and down. You know, I think the, uh, I don't think we're getting enough shots, but yet the first 10, to me, there were signs of good things happening. The last 10, nothing's happening. So uh, we got to get it going. But again, it's been, a, it's been an issue since I've been here every day at the power play. We talk about it internally. You guys ask about it. It's, it's been seven years. So it's, it's something um, that probably goes above and beyond the coaching. So just kind of to clarify, it seems like you're implying you think the power play is more of a personnel problem than, than a coaching problem. Uh, I think it, I think there's absolutely, I think you could say that's, that's, uh, that's the crux of it. Is, is there, I guess, I mean, obviously it's, it's hard to make trades. It's hard to make signings, but would you potentially look to target someone, you know, from outside the organization who could help that personnel problem with the power play? Well, we can. It's it's not easy to find. I mean, there's no question the most successful power plays in the league are teams that shoot the puck well from the flank. And, um, you know, we we don't have a lot of natural scores from that area, and nor have we for a long time. And it's certainly something we've looked to try to address in the draft the last few years going forward. Having said that, there's there's things you can do to to make it better. But, you know, there's no question you look at the elite power plays in this league and there's one common theme in all of them. And, and that's, that's an area we have some really good talented players and, but I don't know that we have a lot of players that are natural goal scorers from the flank. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of teams don't, some teams do, and the teams that do obviously have very good power plays. Chuck, you, you talked a lot today about the idea of kind of wanting to see the team as a whole, you know, before, before changes are made, before anything happens, the idea of getting guys like, like Kevin Hayes back and maybe Ryan Ellis, is there a point, though, if things, you guys have obviously lost six straight, if things keep spiraling in this direction that you would consider a coaching change in some regard, or is that not in the cards in your opinion? No, look, this, you know, the way I've always operated is, you know, you look at our group, and again, I've broken it down into 10-game segments just because I got the last 10-game segment this morning. I've been looking at it all morning. I compared it to the last one. The way we played the first 10 games, obviously, as you pointed out, shot share, having the puck more often, there was clearly some areas we need, need to work on. Um, I do think that a player like Ryan Ellis, you know, we got, you know, one player shouldn't be enough to sink our team, but Ryan Ellis is an elite puck mover. He's elite in transition. He would allow us to put everybody in the right chair. Um, I do think there's ways where that part of the game can get better, but I saw enough in the first 10 games to know that we can be a good team, a good team in a tough division that has a lot of work to do. The last 10, we haven't played nearly as well. Uh, we have to improve internally. There's a lot of areas we have to get better in. 
um, and we're working hard at it. Um, this is a week that is a critical, critical week for our team. And, and that, I mean, we have a very tough game tomorrow, but we get a couple of days off and we get three practice days. We get all kinds of time for video, all kinds of time for guys to rest. We get a chance to integrate Hayes and, and possibly Broussard during this time. So, you know, to me, this is a massive week to get, to get our, uh, to get our house in order and to push back because it's five and seven next week. And, the games are coming fast and furious, and we're going to have to be a lot better. But clearly, we have to get better, and we have to start winning games, and, and that's just where our focus is. I asked Elaine this. Um, for a portion of the fan base that may be frustrated or maybe growing impatient after last season, what would your message be to the fans about sticking with this team? Well, you know, we're – I mean, we are we are right now. we got, we got to get better. We recognize that. Nobody recognizes it more than we do. The coaches were here all day yesterday looking at the power play, looking – um, at, at how we can have the puck more often, how we can, our entries, our, our, our forecheck. I mean, we're looking at everything every day, our line combinations, um, you know, how practice, load management, everything. We're looking at everything every day. And, uh, but I saw the energy in the group today and that's what still gives me hope. I've been doing this 30 years and, you know, you, I think you can see when players, you can see when players are frustrated and lack confidence and you can see when players don't believe. And uh, there's a big difference, and we still believe we got a lot of work to do, and and that's uh, that's where our mindset. There you go, Chuck Fletcher addressing the media yesterday at Flyers Skate Zone. Flyers back in action tonight to take on the New York Rangers. Will we be talking about a win tomorrow? Boy, I hope so. Especially after what the Rangers did to the Flyers a couple of times last year, nine nothing and eight to three. Some vengeance should be on the mind of these players as well. Flyers Rangers tonight. We'll break it down in tomorrow's brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Have a great day, everybody. We